Hello and welcome everybody to the Last Ones In Podcast. I am Dry Archuleta, joined today by E. Hello. And my wife Liz. Hey. And today is not the episode we originally intended. No. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, we had other plans, but they fell through. It's fine. Robbie's taking care of life. He's doing the, th- the he's doing adult stuff. He is somewhere we can't legally dis- disclose currently, but yeah. rest assured he is Top alive secret. as far as we're aware. He's CIA. coming back with dyed hair. <laughs> dyed hair. Diet hair. <laughs> it's very popular. Too much aspartame, though. So yeah, today, instead of what we originally had planned, we watched Dark Knight. Another v- super well-renowned movie. Yeah, a very well-known movie that almost everybody loves. Uh, it's probably due for the internet to start hating this one, actually. It's probably around time. Uh, I mean, Never. I I don't know about sh- full-on hating, but I would say it's definitely around when people are like, actually, it's overrated. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's any day now. And then that's all they say. They don't, like, actually give any opinion on it, just that it's overrated. Yeah, and then you're like, well, why is it overrated? It's like, well, because obviously why, he shouldn't have gotten the Oscar. He was dead. He shouldn't have gotten the Oscar. <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to figure out what Reddit's going to do. <laughs> He's dead. He shouldn't have gotten the Oscar. Yeah, Heath Ledger got an Oscar for this. <laughs> Was he dead when he got it? Yes. Okay. Should, what's your opinion, E? Yeah, Pop I feel issues. like you're going to change right have Yeah, you know, you're right. Uh, I, I think that if you die, you actually should just be barred from ever being known in a positive light. I agree, actually. <laughs> wow. And that's why we gotta just talk shit about Abraham Lincoln constantly. Yep. Too tall hat. Too tall? Who gave him that tall hat? Like, he probably just blocked all the people when he was sitting down. Yeah, like, imagine walking behind him on the street. You can't see anything. It's messed up. Fuck, fucking asshole. He's a Republican, so whatever. True. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, so, The Dark Knight. I have seen it a few times. Uh, Liz... Yeah. You've seen it a few dozen times? A few times, a little bit. I feel like I constantly walk in on you watching this movie. That's not true. <laughs> I watch Sometimes Civil she's War watching sometimes. Crazy Rich Asians. Sometimes I watch Crazy Rich Asians. Um, an also well-loved movie that is on the list of stuff we have to watch People at a point. do love that movie. <laughs> they sure do. It is on the list. <laughs> it should be. I guess, quick question... Uh, has Liz probably seen it more than you then? This? Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. I've seen most movies more than Jariah. Yeah, Liz finds comfort movies and she's over and over and over again. I think that's what most people do. I, I of course, am above that. You know, I, I would never watch a movie, say, Ed and Eddie's Big Picture Show about 14 times since no. it released in 2012-ish. No, you would never do that. I would never. I would never have it as one of the few things on my iPod. See, at least I have variety. <laughs> that is true. I only have one movie I watch over and over. It's true. Liz has a lot of things she watches over and over again. And I can't even like watch it over and over again anywhere. It's not streaming anywhere. It's not for sale anywhere. You own it? Not really. I don't have something to really watch it on. You have a computer. Computers have iTunes. It's not great. It's not great. The quality is like 720 at best. At best, if you're lucky. Yeah, no, not great. Um, e, you've not seen Dark Knight. No. In fact, I was under the impression this was the first one for a long time in my really? life. Really? Huh. So that's fun. That's interesting. Yeah. Because, um, you know, everyone talks about this one. No one ever talked about the first one. So I just thought this was the first one. I thought there were two 
Nolan Batman films, this and the one with Bane in it. Uh, yeah, this definitely overshadows everything <laughs> yeah. uh, in the <laughs> Batman universe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was just a trial run. There's a trial. Batman. You could tell. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess uh, big important things here. It's rated PG-13 for intense sequences of violence and some menace. Uh, it is uh, 153 minutes long. And um, you can watch it if you would like to watch it before listening to this episode on Netflix, at least in America, HBO Max, at least in America. And then you can do Vudu uh, for $3.99. It is on Amazon Prime for subscription. YouTube three ninety nine, Google Play three ninety nine, and apparently the Redbox website for three ninety nine. Also, I don't, I don't know if HBO Max is available outside of America. Really? I don't think it is. Oh, I think you're right. Actually, I think there's HBO shows that are like on Disney in like Europe and stuff. Yeah, in other countries, they're usually on Netflix or Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah, that's oh man, that is weird. Huh. Okay, yeah. So I, wherever <laughs> your HBO Max things go. <laughs> Just just Google Batman Two and you'll probably find this movie. You know, just Google Dark Knight. Any this is the only thing that comes up if you put in Dark Knight. Uh, so yeah, that's that. I'm gonna go ahead and read the back of the box real quick, okay. and then we'll get some initial opinions here. The follow up to Batman begins. The Dark Knight reunites director Christopher Nolan and star Christian Bale who reprises his role of Batman and Bruce Wayne in his continuing crime. So, this Blu-ray sucks. Because <laughs> it's like, they made it funny, they made it wacky, and like Joker's written all over the back of it. But yeah, you can't, you but want no, me to try? With no, you literally can't. It's, it's completely scratched out. Oh. So I'm just going to have to do what it says. Uh, crime, with help of Lieutenant Jim Gordon and District Attorney Harvey Dent, Batman sets out to destroy Gotham for good. Uh, the triumvirate proves effective, but soon the three find themselves prey to a rising criminal master's uh, joke. Uh, scribbled out the Joker, who thrusts Gotham into anarchy and forces Batman closer to crossing the line between hero and vigilante. It's uh, it's cute. It's very cute on the back. It's very cute. I feel like Batman always just is like, yeah, I'm a vigilante. I feel like he's never really. Like, yeah, he, yeah, I'm the hero. Yeah, he leans into that pretty hard. Uh, he's like, nobody loves me. I lost my parents. That's like his thing. I only have my butler who is devoted to me and also <laughs> probably my best friend. And the person who would do anything in the world for me at all times. That was all I have. That's all I have. And a million jillion dollars. <laughs> only a million jillion? Only. You could have two million jillion. So, yes. Dark Knight. E, let's go with you first because you've never seen it. What are your initial thoughts? Does it does it hit the hype? Uh, yeah, this uh, this is really good. Like, I would definitely say I completely understand why people love this movie so much. I think basically all of the praise I had about the first movie still applies, while none of the issues I had about the first movie <laughs> apply. I would say. Okay. Um, uh, I think it does a much better uh thing about blending multiple uh villains. I think the editing is so much better. Yes, the editing is much better. In you this. can watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone kind of hitting their stride and stuff. I think the uh the how what's the word star? No villain. No Harvey Dent. <laughs> yeah, the Harvey Birdman. I think he really hit his stride in this one. No, uh, 
it's not scope like stakes there we go the stakes okay. are like actual real stakes yeah and a lot i think it actually does keep you really uh on your toes constantly on what's going to happen next and even as we're in series 17 of all the marvel <laughs> shit i think this is still like such a breath of fresh air yeah this is such a different movie from like other superhero things mm-hmm. honestly even, even from now. its first one yeah yeah it it stands alone as being i don't know spoilers i guess a masterpiece in my mind like it just it does everything so well i have a question for you what the the elephant in the room joker where <laughs> i see koalas oh, yeah there's actually like the koala in the room <laughs> uh joker his performance his portrayal what do you think i like it i think the thing about Joker is he's more of a dis. Well, it depends like during when in the timeline and stuff. This is very early Joker. Yes, and I think it does nail the weird like disturbed individual that Joker is. Because um, I would say I have issue with some of like the current stuff they do with Joker because I think they lean way too hard in this like criminal mastermind who can do everything is above everyone. When like Joker is just insane. Like he's like the most insane of the villains of Batman because the thing that is always hard for Batman to grasp is Joker doesn't do things for reasons. Yeah. And I think that this hits it very well. Like Joker's whole goal here is just, hey, I just want to cause anarchy because that's what I know and that's what I think should be. Yeah, it's just chaos incarnate. And that's why, I think that's why it's such... A good uh, portrayal, portrayal, sure, uh, of the Joker, but like just in general, such a good foil for Batman because mm-hmm. Batman's whole thing is like, I am by the book, like I know I am the best detective in the world. I find reasons for everything, and it's like he always fucks up going after Joker because Joker's like, I don't, I like fucking things up, man. It's cool. <laughs> Joker's like, what if I rig a bomb to go off when the whoopee cushion happens? Yeah, and it's like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Um. Liz. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this movie? It's good. It's good still. It's gloomy. It uh, is definitely set the tone of what people wanted DC to be and still want it to be now. And they still keep missing the mark. Yeah. But they keep trying. They yeah. They keep going. Yeah. So I think it really set it. I think. I mean, the first one was also really dark. His cape gets shorter. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, but, you know, yeah, it probably gets stuck in the wheel of his motorcycle, so it's probably a safety thing. <laughs> she just have it be like, if if he just tugs on it, it like rolls over, he's like... Man, that motorcycle's so cool. So dumb. So great. It's a functioning motorcycle. Two people in the world know how to drive that. So great. Two people. Batman and Bruce Wayne. No one's seen him drive it at the same time, though. It's crazy. <laughs> That's he's, weird. He's a million gajillionaire. He doesn't have time for things <laughs> like that. <laughs> he has his Lamborghini. Okay? Saving people in his Lamborghini. I guess that's something I also should say. I do think this still is nailing Bruce Wayne's side really yes. well. Yeah. It's, oh man, he's so good at Bruce Wayne. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy how much he's good. And, like... And he's good at everything. He's a good actor. He's a really good actor. Um, But, like, I think he just nails it so much because of, like, 
all he has to do is just lean into like the Hollywood stereotypes, basically. Mm-hmm. And he's like around the people, and he's like around the culture so much. So he's just like, just make that, and I've, <laughs> I've nailed it. <laughs> uh, it's really good, though. Uh, going off of what Liz said about like the where people want uh, DC to go, I think it's actually funny because like Christopher Nolan was a producer for Man of Steel, and they were kind of in that like kind of dark tone and stuff like that. Because I was right off the heels of him doing. Uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. And uh, Chris Rollins wound up really not liking where that was going. I don't blame him. I think it kind of... I I think sometimes they kind of miss the fact that superheroes are inherently kind of out there. Yes. And, like, I guess I only saw... Yeah, I saw Man of Steel, and that movie's just like, come on. Superman, when's when's Superman gonna happen, guys? Yep, yeah, it's it's definitely that movie. And then, obviously, Snyder just went too far into like wanting to like get this whole world going and get Justice League going because just Batman versus Superman was just too much, too fast. It was needing to introduce this different Batman, and it just failed. Uh, honestly, and this is very uncontroversial take: the Zack Snyder Justice League movie. I think kind of gets that tone back of what this Dark Knight had. Yeah, but then you have to watch that movie. Yeah, it's it's good. It's four hours long, <laughs> but it's good. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's I don't know, that's my two cents on that. Um, Dark Knight's good. Uh, I feel like I get like kind of teary at at the end of this movie every time I watch it. That that ending speech, so good, so good. Uh. And, right. the, and the very important person dies. BT Dubs, my question was not about Joker to E, but of what was different between Bat- the Batman and the Dark Knight. Because I didn't notice this for years. And keep in mind, I've seen this movie many times. Are you going to talk about the weird aspect ratio this thing this movie does? No. Oh, okay. I can if you want, though. It does the weird aspect ratio <laughs> things. Yeah. It's about a person. Okay. Um. So the girl that plays Rachel, they change. Is a completely different actress. I thought it was, but I just assumed that was just me, because <laughs> it <laughs> usually is. <laughs> no, I didn't notice this for years and years and years until I saw like some stupid thing on Nine Gag. I think that was like people or actors that um, were recast and nobody noticed. And I saw it on there and I was like, I didn't notice. Yeah. That one, uh, nobody cares about the original person who was Hulk. No, uh, I've never no. seen that one. No, no, okay. no, really I don't know. think anyone actually watched that movie. <laughs> no, they didn't. So it didn't matter. Pretty big flop, actually. <laughs> all things considered. Yeah. But yeah, they just were like, uh, let's just let's just try this, this guy. Yeah, <laughs> so... Uh, okay, let's get into that. Um... <laughs> So yeah, he they wanted him. Marvel really wanted him to keep going, uh, but they couldn't give him enough money. Like they tried, they just tried piling the money onto him, and he's like, "I don't, I'm just not into this, guys." So they just didn't get him anymore. It's just funny because like he, the other guy is like a really good Bruce Banner. <laughs> yeah, Mark Ruffalo's great. I I think they wound up getting extremely lucky with Mark Ruffalo actually, because I think Mark Ruffalo nails kind of that innocence of Bruce Banner, and is. Uh, strangely able to play the Hulk really well too. Um, 
But let's get on to that aspect ratio thing since it was brought up. Uh, it's a thing that you see a lot with Nolan movies from this point onward because uh, he was really, really discovering IMAX and really getting into it. Uh, so whenever it's that full screen, it's IMAX, shot in IMAX. And this was very early IMAX. So it's pretty much only a big outside shots that do it because the camera's just too big. Yeah, all the establishing shots are in IMAX. Sometimes the Batman scenes are in IMAX. Yeah. Sometimes they're not. And this, if there were any dialogue scenes that were in IMAX, uh, they were overdubbed because the camera was too loud. Oh, man. <laughs> they had not figured out how to how to do that yet. Uh, I will say, this movie has significantly better audio balancing versus the first one. It's still not great, but... You can kind of hear what they're saying. Yeah, like, also just a Christopher Nolan thing. Yeah. Yeah. He should know that people want to, like, s- watch the movie, actually. But you'll be taken out of it if you're If off- you can hear it. <laughs> kind of. Um, it, That was another thing that was, like, famously brought up with Tenet, which I think Tenet is his first thing that was shot completely in IMAX. Fucking gorgeous movie. Even if you don't understand a goddamn thing that's happening, it's gorgeous. Um... But in the beginning, there's this scene in a train yard, and trains are going by. Can't hear a fucking thing anybody's saying. And, like, <laughs> people interviewed Nolan about it. And it was just like, you know, that was on purpose. Like, th- if you're in real life and there's trains next to you and people are talking, you're not going to be able to hear them. Like, why should you be able to hear these guys? <laughs> to the point to where it's <laughs> subtitled in the movie. Like, Did anyone let him know, again, he's making a movie that people need to watch? He's making art e. <laughs> It's not just a movie. Art is about the viewer as much as it is about the intention. Do you think Picasso cared about the person who was looking at the painting? Yes, because they paid him. Well, that was a bad example I used. (laughs) (laughs) I think in general you can't use many artists because the thing was they were commissioned a lot. (laughs) Well, I don't know art very well, okay? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Dark Knight's good. Dark Knight's really good. Um, on the Batman, we talked about a lot of the villains mm-hmm. that they use. I think this is a little bit more of what we were looking for in the Batman and how they underutilize the villain villains of Batman. Of course, the main one is Joker, but you see Scarecrow at the beginning. You just yeah, have, he's is there, there kind of? He's there, and he gets caught, which is what Scarecrow does. He gets caught, and then. All of the mobsters, and if you, I really love the mobsters in this movie. Um, all of the ones that the I don't know their names. I don't know any of their names except for like Chevron, Sagoni, or something. Mussolini. Is it Falcone? I think it might be Falcone. I don't think it's Falcone. I I think that's a different movie. I thought (laughs) it might be a different movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's Mussolini. It's like Mussolini or Mussolini. I think it has an S in it. I think that's right. Baloney. Baloney. Maloney's like a human being, like a real person, isn't it? Christopher Maloney? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I honestly can't think of the And, like, it's the same mobsters in every Batman movie, and I can yeah. never remember their names. One guy's almost named, like, Chevron or something like that. Chevron. It's C-H-E. Well, he he died. Uh, he's he's gone in this movie after a bit, but. Yeah. Luau, Lau. 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 Lau is one, yeah. He's not really a mobster. Salvatore? Salvatore, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like him. He's so young. Back then. 
I mean, he's old. He's older, but he's like the so gray hair guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I loved him. I like Lau just because he was the just the fall squeal guy, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he play. I think he played it so well. And then you had the very gangster mobsters, and then you had the mobster that you were like, should you really be in charge of things? <laughs> you kind of just like eat stuff and act dumb most of the time and um so i think they got a very good range of the type of people you would um be seen as or be called as a mobster which i really liked them and how he how the joker utilized them to his advantage in every aspect Mm -hmm. yeah and i think the only one that didn't get fucked over by the joker was that um the salvatore guy yeah, what, what does happen to him? Nothing. He just well, he just wins, I guess, right? <laughs> I mean, he does get in a car accident, and it's never really said if he lives or dies <laughs> because Harvey Dent lived. Right. But he, I he mean, didn't. He didn't put on his seatbelt though. As far right. as we know, he didn't. But I mean, even if he had a seatbelt with that kind of accident, I just don't think he would be walking like Harvey Dent was walking. After. I mean, does he need to walk though? Yeah, like that's the thing. I mean, Harvey Dent was just in so much pain already. Even if his leg's broken, I don't think he's going to feel it. Is that mm. how pain works? <laughs> I don't no. know. Not exactly, but I mean, it's a movie, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but his driver died. But yeah, I think that he was the only one that really didn't get fucked yeah. over by them. Not that we know. Dun, yeah. Dun. In Batman 4, the one that Nolan was like, I'm tired, actually. Uh, actually, uh, he was the main villain. It turns out he was the penguin. That would have been very funny. They wanted him to come back for 4, and he was no, way out. <laughs> I don't blame uh, him. Yeah. Um, he wrote an ending. He actually didn't even want to come back for 3, because uh, he was real bummed out about Heath Ledger's death. I don't blame him. Yeah. And I think even in 3, you can really see that, like, man, he... Really expected to keep Joker going. And uh, really had to fix that, it seems like. And he just decided to just redesign Bane entirely. Just decided to redo a lot of things. It's almost like a whole cut from everything that was happening in this. Just because he was like, gotta get away from that. Which I think ultimately is a smart move. I mean, yes and no. I feel like it's a weird... Some of the stuff is still kind of weird choices for it. Yeah. like, the Bane's cool, but I kind of wish that he just was like, I'll just actually literally make my own character. Because, like, I don't know the point of making him Bane if you're not really going to use the stuff about Bane. But here's the thing. I know nothing about Bane, and I love that movie still. So, and you get so many people that don't know comic book characters that go see these movies a bunch. Like, people that watch The Dark Knight Rises didn't watch the other two. There were so many people in the theater the night that we went to go see Dark Knight Rises that were like, but I didn't see the other two. Do, do I have to? And everyone's like, no. Like, we already knew. <laughs> you didn't have to watch them. But there's just so much bigger of a population of people that don't know the characters watching these movies than the people that know the characters watching these movies. Yeah. Sure. And, like, I get that, but at the same time, like, those people also wouldn't care if they just made up a new character, because to them, that is a new character regardless. 
I mean, it is. We're not. I'm not saying that like they don't know anything because when you know, like someone as big as Batman, you know who their enemies are. But it's not that you like you don't know anything more about them except for like their names like Superman you know Lex Luthor's name but you don't really know what he does or his histories like nobody knows that yeah (laughs) nobody really knows anything about him but they know that he's the one like he knows that he's the villain so I don't know and that's in the world of like you have to make money overall the nerds are just outnumbered Also, for, like, the very grounded telling of these characters, uh, I don't, you can't just go, he's a luchador. Like, you can't just. Why, though? Like, why why is that any more absurd than anything that ever happens in these movies? Because it just would be ridiculous for a general audience, I think. But the other, I think the other thing with that is, and I mean, to, not to, like, bring up the Dark Knight 2 more than the Dark Knight, yeah. but you, at with Christopher Nolan not wanting to do the third one because of what happened, he also had to tie it back in to the first one. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you had to bring in a villain that could actually be tied in. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It just is. I, I, I do understand, like, why ultimately. I just, like, feel like it's a weird decision overall. But also, maybe I just really want to see the Luchador Bane. I, I think you just want to see Luchador Bane. I just like Bane. He's cool. <laughs> He'll break Batman's spine and just be a Luchador. What else do you need in life? He, he does all those things still. Yeah, but he's not a Luchador. It's fine. I, I think I made this joke last time. Just imagine if he just did a wrestling move and just pile-drived Batman all the way down the hole. Come on. He kind of does, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's what does it. Yeah, that's movie. a different movie. <laughs> uh, Dark Knight. Um, we'll get into too much, too much detail. People have seen this movie, and those who haven't, please go see this movie. Um, the basic premise of this is that uh, Bruce Wayne is just full-on Batmaning at this point. He is just using the Bruce Wayne persona to just get closer and closer to doing anything that he can to make Batman more effective in the world. Uh, he is he is high-tier Batman at this point. He's fucking yeah, shit up. To the point that other people are trying to do what he did. Yeah. People are uh, impersonating him and trying to go on the streets and be Batman because, like, hey, we have no fear. Except they use guns. Which Batman doesn't, Batman doesn't kill. It's illegal. Well, this well, Batman. This Batman doesn't kill. Yes. Most Batman don't kill. Mm, I think more often than not, Batman kills now. I Maybe now, but like, there's so much. Yeah, there's so much Batman. <laughs> um, I mean, he, he, this one actually did also kill. I know he doesn't. he didn't directly kill him in the last movie, but like, he, he killed him. He didn't kill him, he just let him die. <laughs> the Joker? No, no. Uh, Roz. Yeah, Roz Al Ghul. To be fair, he didn't know that wasn't Roz Al Ghul. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he is just right at his prime, doing all the Batman things. Uh, he's doing great at it, and they are so, so, so close to getting rid of the mob and really cleaning the streets of Gotham. But 
Bruce Wayne knows that he can't really do that as Batman in the way that he wants to because he takes one out, somebody else just takes over. What he really knows that he needs to do is make a statement, show that you are not welcome in the city anymore. And so that's how we get introduced to Harvey Dent, mm-hmm. attorney at law. <laughs> um, and he's just this the flashiest lawyer in the world. He's like the, I don't know, like the big bombastic lawyer that like you always like see in those stupid, um, ads Trump. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Did you get hit by a car recently? Well, call me. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. He has like kind of the swagger of that kind of lawyer. Uh, but he's just really good, and he's really getting down to business on how to take these people out, and they're so so close. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Wayne has 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 realized it at this point. And puts all his resources basically into helping Harvey Dent become the most Harvey Dent possible. Uh, put a Harvey Dent into crime. Put a Harvey Dent into crime. Call 1-800. And that's how um, Joker makes Batman a pawn too. Because he knows he's always going. He always wants to turn somebody. And what Batman didn't realize is that he helped. Right. At the beginning, he says, no, once you know my people or once you mingle with my these people, um, like, you'll never have to do anything else. Like, you're going to be set and is him showcasing him to the world. And then at the end, when Harvey Dent is no longer that, um, that's what Gordon and him were talking about. Uh, everyone is just going to lose their shit and not trust anything ever again. Yes. If it's if, if we come out saying that Harvey Dent killed all these people. After getting out. Yeah. Because the whole movie is basically Gordon and Bruce just trying to build up Harvey as this as the hero, basically. Yeah. And making him this icon of, like, pure... Good. Pure good, yes, basically. Somebody who, no matter what happens, will not blink at the face of danger or yeah. evil. Because they ultimately want there to be a face of good that isn't a mask. Yeah. Because as much as Batman definitely helps people, there is something needed that isn't just a guy who goes around beating up people. Yeah, like, they want a symbol that can actually, people can associate with. Be like, this is good. Like, we, there's hope. If you do the right thing and you follow the right system, then the right thing will happen. And Batman's not that. Cause, Batman's the opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't follow any rules then the best thing will happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. According to his own plan. <laughs> yes. I mean, if he can orchestrate it, he can orchestrate the no rules policy, then, <laughs> or his rules policy, I guess, then it's all fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, You get introduced, by the way, to Joker immediately in this. Yeah. Which I think is such a good way to open this movie. I think it's really, really well done scene. Yeah. And also, you can tell they're starting to be like, okay, we need to actually like show the things happening on screen when there's fights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's probably a scene that you've seen like clips of everywhere at this point if you've been on the internet. But it's the, the whole heist scene on the with the bus and all the masks. Uh, those All those masks are in Payday 2, which is fun. <laughs> um, it's kind of heat. If, if if anybody has seen that movie, it's I, kind of that. Is that the one with the bus? No. That's that Speed. 
Oh. Melissa McCarthy. Who's Melissa McCarthy again? The comedian? No. Is she funny? Yeah, well, she's funny. I think that's also heat, though, Sandra but that's the wrong Bullock? heat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How many movies called Heat are there? Can we, can we get yeah, a consensus on this? Probably a lot. I don't think you can copyright a temperature. I bet one's a basketball movie. Oh, absolutely. There's probably like Heat, Heat one's 2. One's a basketball team. Yeah. In yeah, the hoops. We probably have a documentary about them called Heat. Just mm. called Heat, not even the Heats, just Heat. Exclamation mark. Um, so yeah, you get introduced with him doing that heist thing and giving the instructions like everybody who completes their job, the person next to them kills them kind of thing. It's great. It, it's a really great, brutal way to introduce the Joker just gives no fucks. Mm. Uh, going on to other Joker scenes, his introduction to the mob, I think is great. Yeah. I think this one's really good cause you actually are introduced to Joker himself rather than Joker the idea, in a sense. Yeah. Because this is when he actually starts talking. And I think something that was, again, kind of got lost over time is Joker kind of just fumbling over himself Mm because he's not, he's not like a brilliant person. He's just a dude. Yeah. No, you kind of have to be, though. Because have you played Payday no. with people? It's hard. There's guns in that Kay. game. I you don't You have play to it. coordinate and, like, communicate <laughs> and, like, make a plan and shit. Okay, and go, like, break a breaker, give me a bagel. That's how Payday it's works. It's hard right? as shit, yeah. Payday's fucking hard. It's hard. I bet. <laughs> when you, yeah, when you know what you do. I mean, so I'm just saying you just have to be a little bit smart. Uh, <laughs> to do what he I'm, did. <laughs> like, you have to be pretty I, I, I'm smart. not saying, like, he's an idiot. I'm just saying he's not, like, a brilliant criminal mastermind. He just kind of is manipulative. Yeah, he manipulates situations to where he hopefully doesn't have to be actually involved, really. Um, That's all he tries to do. He just tries to bribe the mob into giving him, giving him all of their money. Half. Yes, yes, half. Um, Exactly half. Exactly half on the dime. By the dumbest one. <laughs> That's why, like the mobster that like shouldn't be a mob boss, but is. <laughs> he gets it from that one. It's probably nepotism, really. Yeah, his prank got in there because his dad was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He proves their point, basically. Like, hey, if you like let Batman and Harvey just keep doing shit, like, you guys are done. You guys are gone. You, you need you need a a ringer in here. Mm-hmm. You need someone to kill the Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you get a classic scene in that introduction as well with the disappearing pencil thing. Yeah, I think this is probably like one of the most memed movies for a long time. Yeah, I mean it came out in the right time, and even that, like obviously, not all the mob is gonna agree to the fact that Joker wants to take half of all the money. Yes. So one one of the groups is like, uh, that's stupid. Go away. And then he sets a he puts a bounty on Joker in which Joker immediately turns the table on him, getting another very iconic thing from Joker when he uh has the mob boss uh in his hands with the knife and he yes. asks the mob boss, "Do you want to know how I got these cars?" Yes, which is just one of those really great things in this of like just shows his chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh every time he does that it's a different story. 
I like that. I wish they, I know they didn't have the time to do this, but I do wish we got a couple more stupid stories. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Just like, I wish, I wish you got to tell one to Batman and it was, it would be the stupidest one. Like, I saw a $5 foot long and <laughs> it was so full of vegetables, Batman. I just, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. I had to have it in my mouth, but I couldn't fit it. Be great. It would be great. But yeah, no, it's 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 great because it just shows that he just tries to find the most unsettling thing at the time to just fuck with that person as much as possible. The thing that this movie does really, really well that I think Liz is talking about how like it used the villains is I think that there is kind of a seamless integration of the villains in this. Yeah, because like I, I we talked a lot about the first one, how Scarecrow kind of just was there to set up the rest of the movie mm-hmm. rather than actually being important to the movie. And you can tell that by how much they just kind of sent Scarecrow away after the plot was started. Yes, absolutely. Um, Whereas this, like, all of the villains go... Well, I mean, there's really two main ones and then just the concept of the mob. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they're all set up together in ways that work off each other and you can't, like, take any of them out of the equation and still have this movie. Yeah. Which is very important. Because the mob being desperate sets up why the Joker is able to go in there and have power. And the Joker sets up Two-Face, which sets up giving so much power back to the Joker because they don't want to, like, let Harvey Dent become this demonized thing. Like, it works so well. I do want to say, someone who knows Batman villains, it's really funny when he starts, like, flipping the coin. He's like, oh, okay, that's Two-Face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's actually a show coming out on the CW. I think it came out like last week as of this recording. And, like their big thing is like Harvey Dent's like the hero, mm-hmm. uh, and all the markings and like Harvey Dent, such a good, such a great lawyer. And it's like, like, come on, man. You, everybody knows <laughs> what you're gonna do here. <laughs> who are you? Who are you trying to kid? But you have to set it up. It's true. You do. You do. <laughs> Only if you Just want like to. This movie. <laughs> I'm just going to give the property to one of them and just start people in the middle of it, not tell anything. It's kind of what some of them do, actually. I mean, uh, the Spider-Man did that, which was, I think it kind of needed to, since the last one wasn't too long ago. Home, homecoming? Far, home, homecoming, far from home, never, homeward bound. Never coming home again. Home is where the heart is. Christmas vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember. I think homecoming was the first one. I think that was the first one. It, it makes sense because, you know, they went to homecoming in it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, That does make sense. You guys lost me. I have no idea what you're talking about. The the Spider-Man, Spider-Man. with the kid one. With the young Spider-Man. Tom, Tom Holland, man. Uh-huh. Just, we can't remember the name of the first movie. Of Spider-Man? Yeah. Of that particular trilogy. Is it not just Spider-Man? Mm-mm. They all have a subtitle. Are you sure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but I, I was just, I just brought that up because uh, that one uh, didn't go through the Uncle Ben stuff again for the third time in the decade. Yeah, which is great. Very grateful for that. Honestly, there's only well, so many times. Much more ring- if you want to count all the cartoons, you know. But you know, you can only ring that bell so much. <laughs> With the cartoon Spider-Man. No, which I- just doing the Uncle Ben thing. Like, yeah, just not having to go through that again during the Disney trilogy. 
soon to be a quadrilogy, I guess. Oh, the newest Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all lost me. Like, okay. completely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in it, and then you guys went off, and I was like, I'm lost. This is like, which Spider-Man? <laughs> the real one? <laughs> um, But yeah, I... uh. I don't know. This movie's like kind of hard to talk about without just like talking about characterization because that's kind of what this movie does really I mean, let's, well. Let's do it then. Like we, it's 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 your podcast. Sure. Um, yeah. The manipulative nature of Joker going into the extremely kind of by the numbers of Bruce Wayne. Uh, just seeing that come to head for the first time in these in this very kind of down to earth, like I'm going to fuck with you kind of thing. Mm. And just push your buttons until you get so annoyed with me that you have to do something. Yeah. Because Joker, again, wants to just upset the order of the world. Yeah. And, like, going through various different ways to do it, including, like, the police were ultimately nothing was actually done about the corruption in the police force. Yeah. Much like... uh. Actual police Much forces. Much like actual police forces, yes. So, you know, this movie's really, like, realistic in a lot of ways. Still very timely, unfortunately. <laughs> but using that to his advantage, uh, using kind of the... It's it's not something brought up in this trilogy, really, but, like, uh, a big constant in uh, a lot of Batman series is that Gotham doesn't properly actually treat a lot of their uh, inmates in the asylum. Yeah, and that leads to a lot of issues coming forth from that point. So Joker gets a hold of a lot of them. Yeah, what? Which is kind of I think why Joker winds up being the quote unquote mastermind behind so much of it is because he just he gets into Arkham and he's able to escape so easily because uh, he just manipulates people and letting him out basically. Yeah, that he's like able to recruit people in the asylum and then take them out into the world again. I mean, he does get a lot of people from Arkham in this. That's kind of who he has for his main people. Yeah. It's just in some side dialogue, basically. Like, he's from Arkham. Like, I don't know. The Joker got him somewhere. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's just a paranoid schizophrenic from Arkham. Yeah. And then the cell phone thing in the prison, that guy was from Arkham as well. He's like, he, he said he can make the voices go away. I mean, a lot of, again, just like, it's really a house of cards that Joker sets up to fall. Or Domino's is probably a much better example. You're not supposed to make a house of cards fall. But, uh, like, this whole domino effect of everything where he he just kind of wants to execute this plan to make everyone lose faith in anything. Yeah. Because, ultimately, he doesn't have faith in the system. And he, using that, he feels like he's liberated in a way. And wants people to do that, saying, like, uh, everyone is who they are at their final moments or whatever is some something he brings up and wants to use that to his advantage because he wants people to kind of give into this sort of savagery they that he feels like they all should have. Yeah, just to do the things that you feel good about doing because that's what he likes doing, so why doesn't everybody do that? It works for him. And to show that people are horrible by, by nature because all he has known is horrible people. And I think he's known horrible people behind, like, a fake mask of trying to be nice to them and then kind of disproving him wrong. If I knew anything about an origin of Joker, and I don't, 
but that'd probably be my guess. He has a lot. He has a lot, yeah. Yeah. I think most of them have many origins. I think the only ones that have consistent origins are like Harley Quinn and like Mr. Freeze. I mean, for just this movie in yeah. general, oh, yeah, yeah. is that wherever he came from and his main goal through it all that we hear at the end is like Batman saying, well, you just wanted to prove that everyone was just as shitty as you or what? And he kind of wanted to prove that people were horrible with the whole boat scene. Yeah. That they're selfish and they will only think about themselves and no one else. Um, And they always need a push. They kind of just need a push to get there of a consequence. So, of course, if you don't kill the other boat, then the boat will kill you. And if neither of you kill each other, then I will kill you both kind of thing. It's there's a no no win win situation there. Yeah. And that I honestly do really like the boat scenario because it just it's ultimately like the parallel of the whole movie is dependent on that. Like the losing faith in the system due to all the tragedies surrounding culminating into this big point of the, he's literally pitting people together, this boat full of inmates and this boat full of normal civilian. That's kind of rude to say this boat full (laughs) of civilians uh, and like giving them each the choice to live and kill the other or, do nothing and potentially just die because in his mind that would just happen naturally and his whole and his kind of worldview is very shaken down to the core when they don't fall into his hands in this case yeah because through the whole movie he's been setting up these scenarios do this or this happens do this or this happens he's keeps setting these things up Mm -hmm. um Kind of each one is its own little climax. Yeah. The first is just reveal yourself Batman or I'll kill one person every day. Yeah. And then that goes to someone's like, hey, I'm going to reveal who the Batman is. And he's like, uh, murder that guy or I will blow up a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then once he gets caught, actually, before even the hospital thing yeah. happens, like, hey, Choose this big sign of a hero and like of what you consider to be peace uh, and purity or the person you love. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which that scene's always confused me. Which part? That he tells them which one and Batman says he's going to Rachel and goes to Harvey? Mm-hmm. My, my understanding was mostly just that it was Batman... Batman knew Joker wanting to choose chaos would probably tell him the incorrect uh, things so that he would go there and then be kind of hit with the uh, confusion of it not being the correct thing. So I think Batman probably knew that Joker would kind of do a flip there. And by saying he was going to save Rachel, he did want to save Harvey ultimately. Because he knew he could, he would just have to sacrifice one of the things he loves for the betterment of humanity. Makes sense. That's my guess. That makes sense. What are you confused about, though? That was the part. Just that it was the opposite of what Joker said. Oh. Yeah. That part just always. It's like, did he know? Did he not know? That's the whole thing. 
That's this, that's all. You know, that's one of those YouTube thumbnails where it's like, did he know? <laughs> Does Batman know? I'm I'm ready for the nine minute hours. YouTube essay. <laughs> Twenty four real life hour long video. <laughs> Supposed to fake life hours, I guess, but yeah, the fake hours. Um, but yeah, using that though, uh, Harvey ultimately uh causes himself to get disfigured. Yeah. Um, by being dumb. <laughs> kind of uh, just trying to escape yeah though like I I do really like that scene too because um, both of them Harvey and um, Rachel right yeah yeah uh, both having to try to comfort each other in these final moments and both of them having the understanding that they're probably gonna die because the other one's going to be saved yeah and it's just kind of, it's heartbreaking in a lot of ways. It's a really sad scene. Mm. It's really sad. And it does the thing that, like, most superheroes won't do, or most superhero movies won't do, of, like, it it kills the thing that attaches your hero to, like, the real world. Yeah. Uh, it, it Spoilers, I guess. Rachel just dies. She just blows up. <laughs> and I, I really like, it's not like a big theatrics either. No. Like, it's just how it is ultimately. Yeah. That's just the decision that had to be made at that point. And I think that's one of the things that makes it hurt, especially Harvey in such disbelief that Batman didn't save her. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it sells like his villain turn as well. Cause like you, you get it. Like you're, you're experiencing the situation with him and like, you're like, it's fucked up. I totally feel you. I'm going to say that I feel like Batman could have did a better job protecting Harvey's face. Yeah. He could have, like, covered it, he probably. He has, like, a cape that doesn't burn yeah. and stuff. <laughs> he <laughs> he could have done, done a lot. Could have done some things. Could have <laughs> ran slightly faster than a, a brisk jog. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the thing at the beginning of this, after the first fight, that he has of, like, them just actively changing the bat suit. Because in that first Batman movie, he literally couldn't, like, move his neck when he was in the suit. <laughs> I like that a lot. That they, like, Put it in like, yeah, your armor sucks now, but you can turn your head. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. But I also, I think it also encompasses of what changed after uh, Fox took over everything, mm-hmm. and how all the pieces come together. Which he's still mansionless in this movie. Yeah. After the first one, which Just... is kind of nice, because in any other movie, like the layer would be fixed by now like everything would be good life had been going so great your house is built again you have your bat cave again all is good and he doesn't have that yet and he loses the love of his life but i think the person that grounds him more than anyone else now that you said that out loud is alfred yeah alfred definitely is one i would say alfred is genuinely one of the most important characters in any Batman property. Yeah. And I think that he is so like vital to most of the movies really speaks to how much people understand what he means. Cuz like if you think every every Batman property basically has Alfred as one of the best characters I would argue like even looking at silly like Lego Batman, like Alfred's the biggest component of that. I think without <laughs> Alfred, nothing would happen in that movie. Yeah, really. 
And I think that's what really encapsulates it. Because Alfred ultimately, both literally and figuratively, signifies the last of his family. Yeah. Because uh, despite just being a butler, Alfred is the shred of humanity and uh, compassion that Bruce Wayne has. Uh, One thing that I like of how they use Alfred in this is Alfred's kind of always telling a story in this of like (laughs) kind of a moral or like a situation that Bruce Wayne needs to like mull over a little bit and it's a movie so it's always like very relevant to what's going on yeah he's like uh these guys stole our rocks (laughs) kind of yeah it's fucked up Bruce (laughs) um but like he does like this really good job of just being like this kind of father figure um be like, yeah, like sometimes, like maybe you need to stop and think that maybe shit's fucked up, and yeah. maybe you can't fix that. <laughs> and I also really think that's a lesson a lot of people still struggle really hard with the idea that sometimes things just happen. Because mm-hmm. uh, people people always try to find reasoning for stuff, and the truth of the matter is, it doesn't always have one. Yeah. Um. Ex- and like Joker is the biggest example of that in this movie of like, why does Joker do the thing he does? There isn't an answer. He just does. Yeah. There's there's not. There's not any real reason for him to do it except for he wants to just do it. Um. Well, he wants what, anarchy in the world. Chaos. It's the only pure thing he says. The only just thing. Yeah. It's the only just thing, but he does it because he wants anarchy. Yeah. So he still has a purpose. (laughs) I think kind of, but like at the same time, that's more just how he views him just doing what he wants is that through the lens of pure anarchy. Yeah. One of the the smartest things that this movie does, which I think some Batman adaptations do fail at, is they don't give him like reasons for doing things really like they don't like give him the backstory which there's a few film adaptations that do give him like a backstory yeah uh joker joker that is the backstory <laughs> is the whole movie is just the backstory of why he is that way and it's just taxi driver apparently yes it's just taxi driver it's worst taxi driver uh the suicide squad joker has has the backstory in there mm-hmm. it's bad it's not it's not done well. The 90... Or maybe it was the 80s even. The Tim Burton Batmans with Joker in it. I think even go as far as giving him like the backstory of like, why he is that way. But yeah, I think it does a great job of just being like, he is this agent of chaos. Yeah. I, I, I do think that it's very important to kind of... Joker's one of the few characters I think actually does benefit a lot from being disconnected from anything, essentially, from not having a good grounding point. Yeah. Because he uses that to his advantage. Like, um, Batman the Animated Series, which introduced one of the biggest things to all of Batman, Harley Quinn. <laughs> so important. So crazy. <laughs> that's uh one of the gra- most important things with Harley Quinn's backstory is that the Joker used uh, the idea of him being having a rough, tragic past to turn her over to his side and... One of the episodes goes through the tragic fact of the Joker just tells every anyone whatever story, like what it goes through here, where he has a different story of why he got scars. Yeah. Like, Harley Quinn's like, he only trusted me with 
the fa- secrets of his thing, and Batman's like, did he tell you the story about when he went to the see the elephants at the circus? She's like, it was the tightrope walkers. And, like, it's a silly line, but at the same time, like, that's really important for Joker. Like, yeah. The less we know about him, the more that it helps his character in a lot of ways. And the more that you can just never know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, also helps this movie a lot because you really never know what Joker's up to. No, you don't know what's ultimately what his plan is ever. Yeah. And it's great. Because <laughs> there's so many, I, even I think the first, uh, with Batman Begins and even Dark Knight Rises, I think once the villain is there, it's just like, well, this that's what they want. They just want to do this thing. They mm-hmm. have like a very clear reason for it. And it just, it, it hampers it a little bit for me. I'm not going to lie, it hampers it a little bit. Because it just starts to feel too comic booky, uh, in a bad way. <laughs> I, just, I just laugh because Dry watches all the Marvels. I watch all the Marvels. Yeah, Joker great, Alfred great, fucking... Harvey great. Harvey great! Har- What's that actor's name? The guy that plays Harvey Dent? Yeah. Good question. He is a freaking chameleon, man. Uh, Norman Bates. Nope. <laughs> Still, just still no. <laughs> Aaron Eckhart, are you talking about Gordon? Yeah, you said Harvey. No, we're talking about Harvey. Why did you say yes to oh, Gordon? Oh, I meant Gordon. What? Okay. I meant Gordon. Yeah. Okay. Gary Oldman is a chameleon. <laughs> Gary Oldman. Yeah. I was talking about Harvey. Gordon is also great. Yes. He is. He is probably my favorite commissioner. That we have in any of them. I mean, a lot. I mean, this movie has a lot of them. I that think are my a, favorite characters. I think a lot of the newer ones kind of don't go into Gordon as much, which is kind of a shame, honestly. Uh, Gotham, right? Gotham goes more. I mean, he's in there, but I think it goes more into um early Batman and how he got his enemies. Mm. Kind of that one went different because it was like they all came from the same place upbringing they were all the same age type of thing but he did um actually misha collins is um playing him right now in gotham knights which just premiered last week no it's a show on the cw and i think it follows him gordon more so so we'll see i haven't watched it but um i also didn't finish gotham so oh you did you not no, I oh. I fell off because I was in college and I fell off a lot of shows during college times and I never got <laughs> back to it. And the only one I ever got back to was Suits and that's the only one I finished. And Gotham went on for a while. Yeah, it was long. For as many haters as there are for that show, like it went on and I don't, I don't know why people hate it. I think it's good, but whatever. I think I it had some fun it. ideas. I don't think I got past the first episode for he hated it. <laughs> They're hour long. So like an hour long dark <laughs> toned thing is hard to get through. Kind of. It's like watching the Dark Knight Rises over and over and over and over again. It also like retcons all the villains to make it its own thing. It's fine. It's like fine. I liked it. I don't enough. watch it. I've never heard anyone talk about this show ever. Gotham? Yeah. Really? I thought your dad watched it but Manny loves Gotham. My dad watches so many random shows. I can't keep track of. Yeah, he really does. Actually, (laughs) my dad watched fucking Resident Evil. (laughs) Loved it. He loved it. (laughs) Favorite show. If you ask him in a month, he probably won't remember anything about it. 
Well, so he's like everybody else who watched it then. <laughs> he hasn't even played any of the games. I don't blame him on that one. They're not his kind of games. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We haven't talked about Two Face a whole lot, actually. We have not talked about Two Face a whole lot. Um. Played very well. Yeah. Um. By Aaron Eckhart, I guess. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> um. He does a really good job. Like, very believable, actually, as being like this insane, like, super charismatic lawyer kind of guy. Yeah. Who falls to the wrong side. For the right reasons, almost. I, I think you you understand a lot about what happens because he he kind of like he likes being the hero, but he ends up being thrust upon to this situation. Like even in the early scenes when uh, Bruce throws him a party, he is very out of his element during yes. this time. Yeah, he he doesn't want to be like left alone. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. Which like. I mean, that's kind of shitty on Rachel to just <laughs> to leave him alone all the time when he explicitly talked about like not wanting to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rachel was torn. You know, she wanted to be with Batman, but also didn't want to. So you know how it goes. I mean, lucky for her, she didn't really have to make the choice. No, no, <laughs> she didn't have to make the choice in the end, did she? But she did. She, she did. She did. Oh man, that seems sad. And the answer was yes. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have to pay for rings. That's. I think he already did, though. Did he? Uh, I guess yeah, you probably don't. You don't, probably don't ask that without. Usually, yeah, yeah. Especially when you're a big shot lawyer and have the money. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Is that a thing? You can just be like, "Can I take a rain check for that, real quick?" Is that is that like a common courtesy you can give? A, a rain check for a ring? Unacceptable. For like a wedding answer, if you want to get married. Oh, oh yeah, women do that all the time. Oh yeah. Okay. Can you? I feel like if like you like propose to somebody, you're like, can I answer later? I feel like that's kind of the answer. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, sometimes, but <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they want to like, I don't know, talk to the right people and figure out like the big decision, it, or else like the world would be like the Bachelor, and everyone just says yes in the end, and then they get divorced two months later. They do that anyway. No, it's not as Half the people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know why you love that fact, Raya, but it's such a misleading fact because it c- accounts for people who got divorced, remarried, and then divorced again. That should only count once because it's the same person getting divorced multiple times. It skews the average terribly because you can only get married in a good relationship once. That doesn't happen multiple times per person. You. Unless somebody dies and they get married again. <laughs> it happens probably. <laughs> that doesn't count. They're not divorced if their significant other dies. What do you have to like? Do you have to, like file a form for that? They I think insurance. Person just dies. Yeah. Oh. Nothing I don't know how the world that's works. The, that's, that's like part of the wedding vows. Like if the person dies, that's the end of the marriage because that's, that's how it works. Huh. World's weird. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, so like. Don't don't take my thing to super account, but like <laughs> that's from the church. Speaking of lawyers, <laughs> Two Face, RV Dent, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I both love and hate the stupid coin thing. Yeah, it's so stupid, but it's so stupid. It's great. I think it's set up well, though. I think if you go in, like, if I like 
try to remove the fact that I just know Batman villains. Mm-hmm. If I just go in thinking like I don't know anything about Batman, and I just see a guy who flips a coin, I'm like, oh, okay, he just has like a lucky coin thing, mm-hmm. and like, sure, but like. <laughs> I'm like, that's obviously gonna be Two Face. Why else would they signify the point of the coin? <laughs> but people don't know. I I know. I I'm I'm giving too much credit. <laughs> uh, but I I do like yeah. how they set up that like he has this coin. He's like, I only I only ever go for things that I know are gonna work. Yeah, actually, I do like that because of where the payoff of it. His coin is rigged. Yeah, it's a two it's two headed coin. So he'll always signify. He'll he'll only bet on things that he wants to happen. Yeah. Quote unquote bet. <laughs> but after losing Rachel, uh the coin itself is burnt on one side, making it an actual coin. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's a fifty fifty, which he uses a lot. Yes, he that's his whole thing after the explosion and getting half his face burnt off. Which I gotta say, that that CGI for his face actually like holds up pretty well still. If you don't look at the part with the teeth very hard, yeah. Yeah, but like it's it's, it's pretty, not bad. Yeah, pretty good for like what was it, twenty ten, something like that. Twenty nine. Oh nine. Box. Oh yeah, I have a box in front of me. <laughs> what is this box? Oh my god, the tiny the print in this is so small. What are my eyes doing? Joker, you're old now. Joker so. crossed it out and wrote, "Joker time, baby." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who could find it fast? Dry looking at a tiny text on a box or Liz looking it up? <laughs> 2008. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for 2008 for sure. We definitely improved over time. I'm going to say the one in Breaking Bad a little better. You think? I think, actually, yeah. But also, that's like eight minutes at most, and it doesn't really have to... I, eight minutes, what am I saying? It's like a minute at most, and it doesn't yeah. have to move. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really also like the scene of the Joker meeting Harvey at the hospital. I think that works really well. Yeah. <laughs> it also has one of the most hilarious things in films ever. The nurse. The nurse thing. The Joker going in there and he has the mask over his face. <laughs> and Harvey's like, oh, it's a nurse. And he takes the mask over. You son of a bitch! <laughs> she couldn't tell. <laughs> he can't even so, say, like, oh, he was on drugs, you know? No, he refused to take anything. He refused all the drugs, yeah. Ah, oh, so it's so it's funny, so stupid, so I love good. It. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Liz made a good point though during the movie. Uh, Could have just been a tired nurse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nurses work long hours. They all have dark circles. <laughs> all of them. It's true. My mom's a nurse. It's true. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, I really like that scene of him just like convincing Harvey, like, "Hey, like I I didn't do this against you. I just did this." Because it had to be done. You get it, right? Listen. You know justice. And it really shows the foils between him and Batman. Because his argument also is really stupid on the fact that he 100% was doing all of the bad things. Just like Batman 100% killed Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't save him. There's a difference. He put him in the situation. Yeah. You can't, like, put it. You can't, like, get ready for, like, rev up for the car crash. He's like... It's not my fault. They shouldn't have made the car able to crash. Counterpoint. <laughs> Ra's al Ghul put himself in the situation. Ra's al Ghul did not blow up the thing. <laughs> the, the tracks. Kind of. No one died, though, because he saved Ra's al Ghul. He didn't know it was Ra's al Ghul. And then the guy that you claim died is in the mansion. 
At the end of that movie. No, the very the like the end of that movie is on the train. Oh. Yeah, where he kills Russell Cool. <laughs> he doesn't kill him, he just lets him die. <laughs> he even says it. Like I joke about the one in the on the Himalayas where he just like Ah oh, man, that sucks for that guy who got crushed on the pillars. He's probably fine. <laughs> I'll joke about that one. I, that one's fine. It's just silly. <laughs> he he just lets him die. Yeah. <laughs> he can't control everyone's life. <laughs> he did though. <laughs> It's fine. It, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm i making mountains out of molehills. I'm not actually that angry about the fact he does that. Uh, but yeah, just like that moment of Joker like really being able to convince Harvey of like, you got you got to do your own justice, man. Justice is what you make it kind mm. of thing. It's like, it was a really good scene. Yeah, and like the culmination, Joker's like trying to get him to shoot Joker. Yeah. And he's like, well, let's flip a coin for it. Yeah. When yeah. Joker's like, neat. <laughs> Love it. Do more of that. <laughs> uh, the very famous hospital scene, which I was wowed watching this because I had never seen this in 4K. Would you watch it in 4K, by the way? Uh, I, I'm just wowed by 4K. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, those I was like a baby. Like Put jingling keys in 4K in front of him. We'll watch that for three hours. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, but just like knowing that they actually blew up that fucking hospital. They had one shot at that scene. Uh, that's a, such a good explosion. Just knowing that building's really going down. Was the explosive not supposed to not rig in the actual one too, or was that just one didn't go off? One didn't go off. <laughs> yeah, that, that's I. I, I guess that's not. a very famous fact of it. Um, I don't know if it is anymore. I've heard like people say that it was. It was supposed to be just like that. The the one I know is that it was also supposed to go off like normal, and Heath Ledger's like. Went with it. Like, in character, he just, like, went with it not going off. And then it did go off. And it was like, okay, let's, hey, all right. Um, but it was, it's kind of needed to go off because it was an actual building uh, that was actually being demolished. And so they had the one shot. <laughs> uh, and it just looks real real good in 4K. And, uh, and it sure happens. exploded. It exploded so good. You see how it exploded? It was like a boom. It was a boom. And then you're like, ah. It was great. <laughs> yeah. uh, that scene's good uh, the scene Batman on the motorcycle versus Joker is amazing yeah yeah. that's that's earlier in the movie but yeah. we're we're jumping all over the place on this we one we already decided we're not talking about this movie in a structured way I yeah. guess <laughs> yeah um, that motorcycle scene is great uh, because it really is Joker just being like how good are you really he, yeah Joker really is trying to push Batman to his limit yeah, to the point where, like, he's, the Joker's just on the road, in the way, just saying over and over, hit me, just hit me, come on, do it, do it, do it, because uh, he just wants to see Batman fuck up his own moral compass yeah. and, like, kill him, kill him, and, like, prove to everybody that the hero isn't perfect, the hero isn't heroic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great, such a good scene. <laughs> uh, I think there's a reason why that is, like, the scene that was in every single trailer. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. But that that the whole thing was. It's great it's a great shot also. Yeah. Also the semi flipping over is awesome. It's it's so absurd. I I love the like reoccurring thing about Batman that he's like he has like the super moral code, but he's also completely fine doing millions of dollars in damages. Money doesn't really mean anything to him. He can't just be like, Ah oh, yes, let me billionaire playboy guy 
<laughs> fix the roads and repay all these people for the cars that just, you know, they happen to be destroyed? What is it? I don't know. I think he can do that. <laughs> I feel like that would not be in character for what the character he set up. Yeah, probably not. He's not a philanthropist. No, he's just a very selfish, <laughs> rich kid. It's just funny watching him explode billions of cars in his way. Shoot at people in a in a mall. <laughs> he shoot at them. He shot past them. He has a very high tech. He shot straight system. as people were standing in front of the motorcycle. He has, he has a very high tech targeting system. He knew that he probably wouldn't hit them. Probably. Yeah. Also, had to really hope that they r- r- jumped out in the correct way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually care. It's just so funny. Like him going like, I can't kill anyone into like this high speed chase where he could probably easily just accidentally run over a kid. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, so that, that scene is just great because you just get to see the whole culmination of kind of, you. they've only like fight like three times actually in the whole movie. Really. One's not really a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's really good. It's really great. Uh, Lucius is still so good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, he is still handling the business and all of that kind of stuff. He is... He's also a kind of guiding moral compass in a way. Yeah, he's like, Bruce is kind of messed up if you spy on people, you know? Yeah. Bruce is like, (laughs) ah, but it helps me find the Joker. And he's like, yeah, but like, invasion of privacy. (laughs) I also don't know how he managed to get that on everyone's phones, but whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Apple got U2 on everyone's phones, so. They didn't, though. They got on the specific phones they put it on. Yeah, well, how did and you also that? that was like ten years after this movie. Came. No, no, that no, was like before. Five. The, before this movie, I am fairly certain that U two thing was before this movie. Yeah, that's that doesn't make sense to me, but that's probably true. Uh, let's look up the U two. F- but also, again, they didn't like retroactively add that to the old phones. That's satellite. They said they use it in submarines. So, yeah. I don't know if you have sonar a phone, like submarines. It's Connected to a satellite. I don't know. It's a movie. I don't care, actually. It's just funny to <laughs> it's me. It's a movie. It was, a, it was after this. Yeah, okay. I thought so. I was like, I don't think they did that pre-2008. I don't know. U2's been around a while. <laughs> yeah, but the iPhone hasn't at that point. It was like brand new at best. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lucius is great in this. Yeah. But that it's Morgan Freeman. Like, how bad can you do, really? What did, what's his worst movie, you think? What's Morgan Freeman's worst movie? Yeah. None of them. I don't know. Probably I like one. I haven't of, seen them all. Yeah, I've not. I've definitely seen all yeah. his movies. He hasn't been so been in so many. Probably like one of his super family friendly ones is one I would enjoy less. Probably like the Going the Distance or whatever that movie's called or whatever when he's like with it's him and like super old Robert De Niro and super old one other actor just being old men. I don't even know if it's called Going to the Distance, actually. <laughs> Is that just a song it's that called, plays in Are it? you talking about Bucket List? No. Um, no, this one's newer. It came out in, like, 2017 or something. But they, like, go and gamble. Newer. I think it's Bucket List. No, Bucket List is way, way earlier. No? Well, no. Anyways. Yeah. Proving the point, I guess. Yeah, Morgan Freeman's great. Can't wait to watch him uh, tomorrow as of this episode going out. Yeah, he'll be in the next Batman movie as Batman. No, but he's gonna be in a Zach Braff movie as Batman. As Batman, <laughs> I want. 
I, nerds get so mad about them like casting not white actors or stuff. I wonder if that would be like the one time they wouldn't get mad if it was like Morgan Freeman as Batman. They didn't get mad at the Batman when it was uh, Gordon wasn't a white dude. That thing's like the only time they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't like they recasted Batman. They also recast Batman, which Panson had his own problems to deal with on that, yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Ultimately, uh, this is just a movie that you kind of really need to watch. Sure. I, I think it, I think everybody needs to watch this movie. I feel like if you're okay with superhero movies. I don't even think that, honestly. I think this is just a really good action drama that happens to have Batman. Mm-hmm. See, he's never really a superhero. Batman? I don't think, yeah, Batman's never really a superhero. No. No. The closest he got is like the Zack Snyder ones. He's a vigilante. If even. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually. He's a flick, so whatever. Yeah, and the Zack Snyder ones, he's still also just pretty useless compared to everybody. <laughs> he has money. Batman, Batman makes whatever. things happen. Batman's like the one who sets the actual plans. The Justice League wouldn't do anything without Batman because they'd probably all just kind of be twiddling their thumbs. Superman would just be chilling, like, man, it sure is cold in the super cave thing that fortress of solitude. And then he would just never know. It's Batman actually- needs to come around and be like, Superman, we're getting attacked by ten krakens in in the in Superopolis. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally one of my favorite lines in the Justice League thing. Is that he's like talking to the Flash, he like recruits the Flash to be in the Justice League, and he's like, So like what what's your superpower? I'm rich. It's great. It's a great line. Yeah, true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people need to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. Nah. It's real good. That's four hours. That's too much to demand. It's four hours. That's the big downside. Uh, but yeah, let's let's do some final thoughts here. Sure. I feel like I've said all the things I want to say about Dark Knight. Uh, e, final thoughts on Dark Knight. Yeah, this is a really good movie. I think... Holds up to a lot of the hype. I completely understand. I think it nails a lot of the characters that it has in it. I think every actor does their best performance that they could possibly give here. I think it manages to just improve every single thing about the first one and not have any of the shortcomings that the first one had. I think this is probably one of the best superhero movies ever made. I think that's a pretty fair thing to say. Yeah, I think so. Um, And I think it's probably just... It, it is ultimately worth a watch. I don't think it's necessarily for everyone, but I think it's definitely a very good movie to watch. Overall, I think most people will get a kick out of it. I think there's a reason it has the staying power even it being the second movie of a trilogy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I think is usually some of the weakest works in most of uh, things. Like, what was it? There's like this, uh, the Disney sequels, Star Wars, the second one's the strongest one. Um, Aliens. Is that a trilogy? Oh, no. they just made a random... <laughs> well, okay, it doesn't count then. <laughs> Sang sequel better. Yeah. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. I really like Return of the King. I really like. Fe- I also like Fellowship a lot. I think I like Two Towers the least. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, 
yeah, very good job. Uh, Nolan did phenomenal on this. I mean, like, there's weird things I have. Like, I I hate his stupid aspect ratio thing. That's annoying. That, it's just annoying. That really annoys me. If you go and see, like, a Nolan movie in theaters and not IMAX, it's super annoying. Like, for, like, ten minutes you don't notice it, but once you noticed it, it's over. Yeah. It's just so distracting. Yeah, I agree. It's just, you're making a movie, got, Nolan. <laughs> just... Gotta you gotta just concede to the fact that this is something that people need to watch. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, amazing movie overall. Uh, I I would give it a I would give it a nine. All right, all right, Liz. A nine. Yeah, it's high. so high it's up such there. A high number. What? Oh, going on a scale of ten. Yeah, pretty high. Now nah, I I'm doing high a scale of a hundred actually this week. <laughs> um it's still good um i haven't watched it in about a year so long so it was really good to rewatch it again and to be quite honest it's really hard to not watch it every time i see it on like some sort of streaming thing i really have to control myself sometimes okay because jariah judges He's judgy. How, why are you judging? You you watch movies all the time. You rewatch movies you don't like. I it's okay. So okay, <laughs> I do judge the fact that she'll just watch the same things over and over again a little bit. Uh, a I, little bit. I I feel like I'm getting used to it now, but um, it's the fact of like we have formats physically that are just way better <laughs> to watch it, and she's just like I'm just gonna watch it on here. It's easier. I could take it anywhere I want. Not a anywhere. Thing. Yeah, we they don't make the CD things that you put the CD in and watch it, and then if you hit like a bump in the road, it skips over the movie, <laughs> the whole movie. Yeah, the restart whole thing. They <laughs> don't have those for 4K. They don't. No, they should make one. It'd be expensive no. as shit. It also does not sell well. No, but it would be cool. <laughs> But it's still good. It's still a good movie. Still good acting. Much better editing. Um, much better cinematography and directing and all of that. I think they really come into their own in this movie with the second one. It deserved all the awards it got. Um, and superhero, quote unquote, for this one, superhero movies don't really get nominated for a whole lot. And it got nominated by, or for a whole lot, and it won a whole lot. So, I think it still, I think it deserved it. I, I agree, it's a nine. I'll watch it again next year. Or sooner. Uh, I'll watch it again next week. <laughs> it'll happen be on, it'll be on the front of HBO Max out of nowhere. Maybe. No, it's really, because I also knew we were watching it for this podcast, right? So, when it was on a streaming service and I saw it, I would literally have to say, Litz, you're going to watch it with the guys. <laughs> don't watch it. Just don't. It and was like, really hard. She's like saying that. It's like halfway through the movie already. She's like, Liz, you got to stop. It's it's. <laughs> <laughs> the voices told me to. <laughs> um, all right. Uh yeah, this is I think one of the best movies ever made. Um I think that this goes honestly right there on the list of like 
classics like Casablanca and 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 things like of that ilk. I think it's just it the filmmaking aspects of it, uh, even the aspects ratios of it, but that's um, I think are extremely impressive. The filmmaking parts behind it are great. The acting is phenomenal on all fronts. I think everybody is just on their fucking game here, man. Like nobody it has flaws in any like any every single performance in this movie. I I can't pick any of it apart. It's so good. It's all so good. Um, all of the effects, I think even the special effects really hold up really, really well, even in 4k, which is like actually surprising because CGI really doesn't hold up in 4k very well. Usually. So it's, it's great. This is like one of the greatest movies ever made quite, quite honestly is my feeling on it. Uh, it's a 10 for me. It's just so good. Every time you watch it, it's just incredible. But it's also just such a downer. <laughs> this movie's such a downer. Uh, I love it though. It's it's one of the those movies that's like kind of instilled in my mind of like this is what going to a theater like this is the feeling I want. And it's the, one of those feelings that I keep chasing and I never I almost never get. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's that. The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, wait. No, that's bad. the nope. next one. That's the next one. Just kidding. That's later this year. Just kidding. Then I'll, be, the I'll just constantly talk about how I wanted Bane to be a luchador the whole time. I I think that by default, we're just... So here's another thing. <laughs> Christopher Nolan movies, the dialogue's real low on his movies. So we've been having to turn the subtitles on. Mm-hmm. And Dry hates that. I just... It's just... I used to not hate it at all, and then Liz brought up a point like it's distracting at a certain point. Like you want to watch the movie, and then like there's words there, so you want to read the words. Just read faster. I read fast enough. I read fine. I can read it and like watch the thing, but like it does get annoying, like taking your attention on and off. Uh, Listen, I find it more annoying when I'm constantly having to try to read the actor's lips so I know what they're saying. Which and that's I, just all all things I ever watch. Which I totally I totally get that. <laughs> Uh, with Nolan films in particular, because his dialogue is just real low in in the sound uh, spectrum on there. Um, not spectrum. Uh, in his sound sampling, like it's very low. We're gonna have to just turn on subtitles for the third one when we watch it, because Bane, you can barely hear him yeah, at he all. Yeah, just kind of goes, "I'm I eat hamburgers through my mask." No, remember we watched the piece of it, and he's. Um, he was very clear, actually. Yeah, he's because he didn't actually speak in the mask. Well, he did, but it nobody was, could hear it. What is yeah. it? The voiceover? Uh, yeah. So Bane had to be. Fun facts for the next movie. Uh, Bane had to be dubbed over. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to go back over and redo his lines because nobody could hear any of the stuff that he recorded on set because they actually just had him do his lines on set in the mask. And <laughs> Christian was like, "He's wearing a mask. What do you want? Like, you can't hear him in a mask." And audiences are like, "We literally can't understand him." Like. Fine, fucking asshole, fucking do the stupid thing. Hey, Nolan, uh, we're also not in the same existence as him, so you know maybe we shouldn't be able to hear him at all. <laughs> we're we're not there physically, so we wouldn't be able to see him. Why not just have a fucking black screen, Nolan? <laughs> uh, there's a couple of original trailers you can go back and listen to Bane in there, and then like listen to the new theatrical trailers. It is a world of difference. I think I think the like original line it would be. Uh, it would 
be painful for you. I think most people use the original version of that when they uh, talk about it, which I think is why, in general, people always kind of like, oh, I'm Bane Batman. Yeah. And it it isn't quite like that in the movie. No, from when the part we watched, because I just wanted to see the beginning of it because it was shot in IMAX and this is big. Uh, and it looks so good in 4K. Liz, did it look good, though? Yeah. <laughs> I don't say that often. Okay, it did. Liz doesn't want to support Dry's bad habits of buying movies. He has two copies. He of. has a problem. Yeah, well, I give them to the needy. I give my spare copies Hello. to the needy. It's he. It's he me. gets the spare copies. <laughs> I have copies of movies I don't even like. It's true. <laughs> uh, but anyway, E. Yo, people want to get a hold of us. Where can they do that? We Internet. Ha- that's true. Liz <laughs> answered it for me. All right. So everybody, if you want it, uh, we have a link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. Gives you a link to all our social medias, all the podcast stuff we have, and our Twitch stream. Uh, we missed last week when this comes out. Yeah. Yes, we did. Uh, oop. It happens. We'll be, we'll be back on Saturday playing the thing we were supposed to play last week, probably. Yeah, and then I'll be back yesterday as of this coming out. Playing the thing that he played last week. It's a good game, though. Yeah. Much better than Ninja Gaiden. Much better than Ninja Gaiden. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking goddamn Ninja Gaiden. Dry is not doing good on his streaks of games. I've given play. up three games now, right? Just two, I think. What was, uh, Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds. Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. There was one more, wasn't there? I don't think there was. I think he just tried a game. But I don't think that was a formally, like, you were supposed to play it and you just didn't want to play it anymore. I think that's just you wanted to try the quarry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I beat Death's Door. Yeah. That was a hard game. Was- you beat many games. You beat uh, the train game, the one with the skeleton man. <laughs> what? The skeleton truck driver guy. Oh, Kentucky Road Zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that game's good. Anyways, we talked too much about that. Go watch the Twitch stream or the archives. Yeah, YouTube. Go find that archive. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Liz. Yeah. Thank you for being here. What? Thank you. <laughs> e, thank you. Yeah. Uh, everybody out there, thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully you're having a great week. Hopefully you have a good week next week as well. We will talk to you again very, very soon. Week after, fuck that one. Yeah, fuck that week. It was a stupid week anyway. Um... Uh, thank you everybody here for listening Uh, be safe out there don't be jerks and stuff we'll talk to you again soon have a good one Bye. bye